The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. But of course, the other thing that's going to be happening today to mark St. Bridget's Day up and down the country is that children in primary schools are going to be making what? St. Bridget's Day crosses and they'll be bringing them home and they'll be put on mantelpieces or over doors or and nails will be driven into walls behind mum and dad's back and they will be hung there. Michael Nugent is the chair of Atheist Ireland and he's with me in studio. Michael, uh, good to see you. Um, so all these kids who, who will be coming home with these crosses, you have an issue with that, do you? Well, I should stress that I have no issue with uh, people celebrating St. Bridget and whatever they want. I have no issue with churches celebrating St. Bridget. What my issue is, and what Atheist Ireland's issue is, is that state-funded schools should not be promoting this. Because it has a specific symbolism, the uh, St. Bridget's Cross, which is religious, not just religion, but religious evangelization. I mean, the story behind it is that this woman supposedly wove this cross out of rushes in order to convert a pagan chieftain to Christianity on his deathbed. Now that's exactly the wrong message for state funded schools to be sending to a multicultural society that it is is appropriate to convert people out of their faith uh, on their deathbed. So schools shouldn't be doing it um, and uh, people, individual people or churches should do whatever they want. Uh, Barbara Scully is with us as well, the writer and broadcaster. Barbara, does Michael have a point? Uh, hi, Michael. Hi, Kieran. Um, happy St. Bridget's Day to you both. Thank um, you. Um, I think Michael is possibly um, reading into the making of St. Bridget's Crosses nowadays, a whole load of things that actually aren't there. Uh, first of all, I think one of the great things about the fact that we now have this national uh, day for our matron uh, saint and our goddess, Bridget, is the fact that it beautifully combines a thing that's very much part of Irish culture and Irish history, and that is that mixture of pagan tradition along with a, a Christian and, I suppose, Catholic uh, kind of formalised religion. Um, and I think that is a really powerful mix of those. And I would say that as somebody who is no longer a Catholic, um, who was educated and grew up as a Catholic, but I no longer consider myself a Catholic and I would have lots of issues with most organised religions. But I think the making of St. Bridget's Crosses um, which happens today. And, and my girls all went to a Bridget school here locally and came home with them. And I used to love them. And we still have them in the house in various places is that they are sim, I think to think to, to a conversion tool um, in this day and age is somewhat overstating an old legend. A lot of, a lot of Bridget's life, she was born in something like 452 or something. We've, it's all shrouded in stories and mystery and legends. And it's very hard to know what's true and what's not true. But what we do know is that people in this country have been making St. Bridget's crosses or Bridget's crosses out of rushes for thousands of years. And they are a symbol of healing and hope. Um, and I don't think that they are in any way a symbol of our some kind of conversion or evangelization um, in any way. And I don't think that they are uh, portrayed as that any longer. Uh, But I think they have a huge cultural and, dare I say, historic value that shouldn't be lost. Having said that, if any parent decides that they do not want their child making a St. Bridget's Cross or a Bridget's Cross for any particular reason, well, that's up to the parent. Okay. But I would, I, I would, uh, even though I'm sure I would agree with Michael, I'm sure Michael would agree with me on the fact that I firmly believe religious orders should have, and religious should have nothing to do with our schools. I think religion and schools should be completely separate. But I think St. Bridget's Cross is a cultural thing. Michael, uh, let's set aside just the culture and historic aspect for a moment. I do, I do want to ask you about that. But, but what do you say to, to Barbara's other point, which is that you're overstating the case a little bit. Like young kids are not coming home with kind of the zeal of uh, of 
the, the young Christian missionary about them today because they make a Bridget stay cross. Well, in, in terms of the culture, the, the, the Catholic Church has a, has a specific part of its mission at Vatican level, um, evangelising culture. That's one of their policies. And Pope Francis has, has phrased it as that it is imperative to evangelise culture in order to enculturate the gospel. So that's what this is about. And it, it's part of the background noise of, of Catholic... But how, evangel- why is that? I, I, I accept Pope Francis says that. Oh, yeah. But w- I don't get the leap to how this is what... Okay, it's I'll happening give, with St. Bridget's Day. Okay, I'll, I'll give you again, a again, I put it to you, kids are not coming home with the zeal of the young missionary. They're not kids walking around with Bridget's Day crosses going up to their Islamic neighbours uh, trying to convert <laughs> them to Catholicism today. No, the Islamic children are, be, are being forced to make St. Bridget's crosses, which is even worse than that. But, but what, 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 I'll give you some examples of, of, of what it's about. And it's kind of almost like a background noise. Some examples are this morning, in the Iraq, this, our parliamentarians started the day with a prayer asking the Christian God to guide every act and, and, and word of theirs. Um, when we go home uh, and watch the news on RTE, we'll be listening to the Angelus. So many children go, go to... Uh, These are slightly different issues from St. Bridges' yeah, Day crosses, no, are they? No, no, they're all part of a pattern of background noise of cultural evangelisation. Another example, of course, is, is communion. Communion, is, is, which is supposed to be, from a Catholic perspective, a religion thing, is almost part of enculturated in, in our culture now. And that's part of the policy of the Vatican. Now, I'll, I'll give you an, a, a reverse example to show... Um, um, why it is inappropriate. If hypothetically, if hypothetically, and I'm not suggesting this should happen because I don't think that it should, <laughs> but if hypothetically a state-funded school taught a, a multi-belief, multicultural group of children in a classroom about somebody who converted a Christian to atheism on their deathbed, and then said, no, as a craft exercise, I want, we want you all to make a little sign saying there is no God. And if, the, and if Christian uh, parents mm. were told that this was happening to their children in a state-funded school, we'd never hear the end of it. No, I, I, but you know what the biggest reaction to that would be? Confusion. Because people would say, but that's not part of the culture or history of this country. And, and even if we all were in agreement that, you know, we should divest uh, religious orders uh, from the management of schools up and down this country, if you could do it overnight, there'd still be people who would think, yeah, but uh, the St. Bridges Day thing you know, it does. It forms part of our cultural identity and part of our and cultural not- our cultural history. Like, is is Christian, and to suggest otherwise is kind of historical revisionism. Part of also, yeah. sorry, oh, Barbara. Barbara yeah. Could I also make the point that it's not just, and this is what I love about this new uh, emphasis on Bridget, is that it's not just association with the saint, with the Catholic saint. It is also an interweaving of the older pagan goddess Bridget and what she stood for. And I, the Bridget's cross, I would think, if anybody thinks anything of it, it would be that it is a sign of healing and hope. Not that it has anything to do with evangelization. And I agree with Michael on those points. And I agree that school, schools should be run not by religious orders or, or or be managed by religious orders, or in fact, the land that they're built on be owned by religious orders. I totally think that is totally and wholly inappropriate. But I think this is bigger than all of that. It is cultural. It is it is spiritual. But I think that, again, that is part of our culture. And I don't think we can deny it. And I'm interested to know if Michael would prevent children from wearing shamrocks on St. Patrick's Day, because the shamrock was the other tool that the, our patron saint, as opposed to now our matron saint, used in order to... Um, um, uh, explain the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. So should children not, should we abandon the shamrock as a national emblem? Michael? 
No, I've no problem with the shamrock as a national em- emblem, but the, the, the shamrock is, is far less explicitly Christian than the it's because, because, it, because it's, because it's a plant. It's a natural plant from which an analogy was drawn. But the Christian crosses cross, are made from reeds. The, yeah, but the, but the, but they are made into in, into a specific symbol, which is the the Christian cross. Was well, a pre-Christian actually, sun wheel, I think, is not, what it was first. Yeah, exactly. It was this reverse swastika, actually, and it's not a, um, a crucifix form. It's not. A, it, it, it is an actual cross, but which pre dates Christianity. So I think you're reading too much into the Bridget's Cross. Um, I don't think it stands for anything other than, as I say, healing and hope. And I mean, the other great thing about today, or yeah, today, is that it, it marks in the Celtic calendar the beginning of springtime. And I think that is very much, again, in line with this kind of hope, the returning of the light. And I think the fact that we are marking all of that is really important. And I'd hate for us to lose it. And I think it's great that kids are hearing this kind of thing. They're not just hearing the narrow, with with all due respect to anybody who's listening who's Catholic, but the narrow focus on Catholicism. They're hearing a much wider um, description now of this day, which incorporates all kinds of things to do with the mm. earth and to do with the nature, um, all of which are really important and very much feminine um, in, their, in, their, uh, in, in their ethos, which I think yeah. is brilliant. Michael, do you accept that our cultural history is largely Christian in nature? No, I, I think, that, I mean, certainly there, there is a Christian element to it. There's obviously a, a far longer element before Christianity and, and we're now in a post-Christian pluralist society. And a Absolutely. pluralist society uh, should, should have, a, in order to protect everybody's right to have their religious or non-religious beliefs, should have a secular state that is neutral on these issues. And part of that is that, is that state-funded schools should be neutral on these issues. Mm. So I'm not saying that anybody, anybody who wants to uh, celebrate St. Bridget or Christianity as part of their culture, that is perfectly fine. But they should learn about that Christian culture in schools, shouldn't they? Even if even if those schools are non-denominational, they should learn about the Christian culture if they, it is their own culture. They, they they should learn about all religious and non-religious beliefs that feed into our no, that's cu- separate. That, that feed into our no, that's culture separate. That's separate. In, in an objective, critical, no, but we and have we have a few manner. thousand years of uh, of of identifiably Christian culture and and nothing else. We don't have we don't have a a, a a Jewish culture, an Islamic culture, a Buddhist culture historically in this country. So it's fine to say let's learn all about them, but that's kind of in religion class. I mean, the cultural history is Christian in nature, and to say otherwise is historical revisionism, also, isn't it? I would it, also add to that that we have a, a, a further thousands of years of pagan history and pagan culture, which has carried all that way forward and has been intertwined with, with our religious festivals and with our religious uh, uh, rituals, which I think is hugely important to us and is a very culturally rich Michael, I want to give you the last word. Okay, I'm, I'm finding this a very confusing conversation because I've been told simultaneously that it's it's not anything to do with religion and it, and and it's 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 just something that's that's about healing and also that it is something to do with religion. Well, no, it's, because, it's not because nothing because to do with evangelization because religion is part of our culture. It's clearly to do with evangelization because mm. the story is about literally about evangelization and just saying that it isn't about evangelization doesn't change that fact. So you can't learn about evangelization without being indoctrinated. Well, in this context, so if you just ignore in, the in, fact in, that it happens. In this context, if you're t- if you're told as part of it to, to make this symbol and bring it home to your family, that's certainly evangelisation. All right. Well, listen. Lots of people in absolute agreement with you, Michael, on the text line. Others in agreement with Barbara. Michael Nugent is the chair of Atheist Ireland, and Barbara Scully is a writer and broadcaster. Thank you both very much for joining me here on the show. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.